thank all of those folks who worked so hard the last couple of weeks on our landscaping project. And that's women and men. And they deserve a round of applause. Amen. They showed up in force and amen. Uh, now they, they might be a little tired in body, so I'm looking for a shout from some of y'all that didn't come out. I said those that weren't able to make it ought to have a good fresh praise for the Lord on today. Amen. I thank God for those who were here in full force and praise God the job got done. Now we still have uh, just a little more on the back portion. God willing, Brother Jerry Fuqua will coordinate that and uh, we know that March is a busy month. We're going to bear in mind those announcements that we have made throughout this entire month. Praise the Lord. Youth Sunday is the fifth Sunday. March 23rd, Harvest Church will host a singing here on that uh, Saturday night. And we look for the body of believers here at Harvest Church to be in full force supporting that. We said last Sunday, you better get prepared because we'll launch into our 21-day Daniel fast the fifth Sunday of March Easter's April 21st that'll complete our 21 days but what's the first Sunday of April first fruit Sunday the first Sunday of April praise the Lord are you ready for the word of the Lord you look like an anxious bunch today are you ready for the word of God we said, we said before Brother Steve ministered last Sunday, give Brother Steve a hand. Amen. Talked about strongholds. What a blessing it is for us to make that acknowledgement that we have and will continue to have as long as we live a battle, a, a conflict, a struggle with strongholds. But we've got to understand this. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I want to give a great big harvest welcome today to all our special guests. Could you put a warm welcome together for our special guests today? We don't have visitors at Harvest Church, only special guests. And we praise God today for your presence here. If you're missing Wednesday evening Bible study, you're, you're missing a great time of enrichment in your life as we are in an in-depth study of the tabernacle. So you don't want to miss that Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. But I, I, feel, I feel real anointed today. I feel real anointed to preach on giving. Somebody's like, how in the name of God do you get happy about giving? Well, um, I get happy about giving because in giving we receive. Wow. I said, I get, amen, excited about giving because in giving we receive. That'll sink. Let that marinate in your spirit for a few moments. Hallelujah. I get excited, Brother Eric, about giving because in giving we receive. Does not the Word of God tell us emphatically that it is better to give than to receive? This is why I get excited about giving. Turn with me in your copy of the Lord's Word. We'll be coming from the New King James translation of the Bible on today. Turn with me to Paul's letter to the saints of God at Kalash. 
Colossians. Some of you say, I don't even I have any idea where, where that is. It'll be the New King James translation. Myla, if you can find that for me, darling. I think that's King James on the screen. But I, I'm going to be ministering from the New King James translation. Here's, a, here's the safest way I discovered how to, how to remember where to locate the scriptures. Um, G-E-P-C. That's Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. General Electric Personal Computer. How about that? That's pretty, that's pretty easy to remember. How about that? I mean, you know, we, we have nicks and knacks. Come on, saints of God. We have nicks and knacks. And whatever, whatever it takes for us to remember it will be great. I kind of I adapted that one in Bible college. So it stuck with me all through the years. So starting today, uh, we want to begin this series on learning to give. Learning to give. And I'm going to call it the 3T series. How about that? The 3T series. Brother Julia Simmons is coming on our fifth Sunday youth service to minister for us. And so prior to that, we're going to minister in three consecutive weeks. Now, God willing, you all know the Holy Spirit shows up that he has liberty in our services. But with any control of our own self, this is our direction for the remaining uh, three weeks prior to our youth service. If you have Colossians 3.23, shout, I got it. If you're dragging up the rear, say, I'll be there in a minute. I'm under the assumption you have it. Let's read from the Word of God together. Paul's letter to the Colossians. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Not to men, but to God. So I want to use for a thought learning to give. And I want to focus on talent. I want to focus on talents today. Praise the Lord. Brother Anthony, would you ask God's blessing on the word? Amen, amen. You might be seated in the Lord's presence. So we all believe that giving pleases God. Is that right? We all believe that giving pleases God. But we often fail to understand that giving involves more than monetary things. I said giving often involves more than monetary things. It often involves more than money. Forgiving encompasses the stewardship of those blessings that the Lord has given to each of us. Somebody say, I don't understand stewardship. Well, all that is is managing the property of someone else. Do you know today that you are a steward of all that God has entrusted to you? That it involves more than just money. It involves your talent. It involves your tithe. It involves your time. And I could go on and on. But what we need to understand today 
is that a talent is a special creative or artistic aptitude. It's a natural endowment. One dictionary said that it's any natural or special ability. So Brother Tedrick, before I would dive into this any further, I need for us to understand very clearly that there is a distinct difference between a talent and a gift. Okay? One dictionary said a talent is that that one is naturally born with. How many know that you're not naturally born with gifts? Can you be? Of course. But on the average, are we? No. Because gifts are distributed by who? Gifts are distributed by God. How beneficial would a gift of God be in the life of a non-believer? There would be no incentive for a non-believer to gain right standing with God. So let's, let's, let's understand something real clearly. That both talents and gifts come from God. I'm a sports fanatic. You know I am. Uh, Mike Trout, he's a natural. Can you say he's a natural? Some of y'all are like, I don't, I mean, who is, who is Mike Trout? Just stick with me. He's a natural. When he steps across the chalk on a baseball field, you can tell he's in his element. He's a natural. And we see that. People are born with natural abilities that separate them from just the ordinary rest of us. Okay? But gifts are distributed by God. Now, are talents given by God? Sure. Doesn't God create us all? Doesn't God give life to all that lives? Without God, could life be possible? No. So it's safe to say that both gifts and talents are given by God to be used in different spheres of operation. i got to move on. You want to ask me today, well then, Pastor, how can I be a good steward of the talent or talents that God has given me? In other words, I don't even understand why God has given me this talent. Could it possibly be that God has distributed that into your life because he wants you to use it to bless others? Help me, saints of God. Could it be that God has deposited in your life talents and or gifts because it's his desire that we would bless others? Wow. What does the word bless mean? The word blessed means to pronounce a wish of happiness to one. Now, you know that don't sit too well with me. Because what does the pastor say about happiness? Brother Khan said happiness comes and goes. Happiness depends on what, Brother Arbus? Happiness depends on happenings. So if everything's going just according to plan, if everything's going right, we have this term we use. It's just hunky-dory. Right? But what happens when something goes awry, Brother Manny? Happiness flees. So what's God concerned about? Us being happy or filled with the joy of the Lord? What joy? The joy of knowing that my name's recorded in the Lamb's book of life. The joy of knowing that when this life in this realm of time as we know it ceased to exist, that we already are anchored in eternity with God. So could it be that God has deposited these talents in our life because he desires that we would bless others? Wow. Giving is not just about money. Giving 
is managing what God has given and entrusted to us. Some of you are like, I, I, I don't, let me, make, let me make something real clear. You're like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. God wants my giving to bless others? Are you for real today? Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. Because God doesn't deposit those talents in our lives and the resources in our lives for us to hoard them for ourselves. Am I, am I, am I at the right house? I would think y'all the church of the chosen frozen today. I don't get many amens. I got a bag full if I need them. But the truth of the matter is, whether we accept this reality or not, God gives to us so we can give to others. I found that there, I mean, I found that there's a fine line between poverty and prosperity. Help me, somebody. And this is how I define prosperity. I define prosperity as being able to meet my own demands and occasionally bless somebody else. Now, people, we have different comfort zones. And some of us are just as happy as we can be with $5 in our pocket. But others, it takes 5000 That's just a comfort zone, I'm just saying. And I've learned in life that if we'll be tight-fisted, we're going to miss the blessing of God. God says, I want you to bless someone else. How can we bless someone if we're tight-fisted? Do you know there's only one element that it takes to be successful in God when it comes to finances? And you know what it is? Obedience. I might as well take my time now. It's my sermon. I'm going to preach it like I want to. Is that okay? You say, I don't understand it. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 4 and 10. Peter says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What Peter is saying, he's speaking on regards to the gift that God has given to his people. Gifts from, come from God. They're both natural and they're spiritual. But natural gifts, they only benefit the individual. But God's intent in the spiritual gift is that so it will be a blessing to others. Anybody remember Mother Teresa? Anybody remember Mother Teresa? She was a spiritual influence in the world. Mother Teresa said, listen, this is the true meaning of true love. To give until it hurts. We haven't given until it hurts. For love demands a sacrifice. Is that what Jesus did? Jesus gave till it hurt. Jesus gave until it cost him his dear life. And if we're going to be a benefit to the others that God has, has caused us to have a daily interaction with, then we're going to have to learn to give until it hurts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stay with me now. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am blessed. And don't say it if you don't mean it now. Don't, don't, don't say it if you don't mean it. Don't just repeat after the pastor. There have been a bunch of people who entered marriages repeating behind a preacher. What are y'all laughing at? I'm telling the truth. Aren't there excerpts in the ceremony that says repeat after me? And they'll stand right there in front of God and their spouse-to-be and talk out of both sides of their mouth. I promise to love. And I'm 
power. I'm going to keep. Till death does do part. All because we repeated after a preacher. But if you didn't mean it, why'd you say it? Preach, Pastor Terry. Come on, love the Lord. Be a blessing. Do you believe God's blessed you so you can bless others? Somebody shout amen. Now look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am blessed. But I am to be a blessing. Say, neighbor, I am blessed. But I am to be a blessing. You say, I don't understand the depth of that. Let's journey all the way back to the book of beginnings. Let's go all the way back to the book of Genesis. Oh, my, somebody. We talk about being blessed. Who is, who is the scripture making reference to? The scripture is making reference to the man of God, Abraham. Before Abraham was Abraham, he was Abram. His name meant exalted father. He didn't have no youngins yet. And his mama named him Abram. And one day God just said to him, I want you to get away from your family. Look at your neighbor and say, sometime you got to leave your kinfolk alone. Say, you got to get away from them. Y'all act like y'all got, y'all, y'all got some hesitancy in that. Y'all, act, y'all ain't even convicted. How many of you are convicted of this reality that sometime you got to distance yourself from your kinfolk? That's good preaching whether you say amen or oh me. Some of you got some good for nothing deadbeat cousins. And for God to bless you, you got to get away from them. Hello? You know you got them kind of kin people that don't even acknowledge you till they broke. You got them kind of family members that don't even recognize you till they ain't got two dimes to rub together. And then when they see you, they say, hey, hey, that's my cousin. That's my nephew, niece's son right there. He's my cousin. God told Abraham, get away from your family. Get out of your country. Some of y'all are like, I don't, Pastor, I really don't get this. You said you was blessed to be a blessing. Well, in other words, before Abraham could be blessed to be a blessing, he had to leave his family. He was in a region that was very idolatrous. His daddy was an idol worshiper. He was in a location known as Ur of the Chaldees. And God said, Abraham, just get up. I'm going to, amen, I'm going to bless you if you'll do what I say. The Bible said that God made Abraham this promise. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. This was God talking to Abraham. Did God fulfill what he said? How? That's not a trick question. Because Abraham stayed on the couch near his family? Or because Abraham got up and left? What happened, somebody? No tom-tom, no GPS, no navigation system, no nothing. And God said, Abraham, get up and go. And the Bible said, Abraham, got up and went, not even knowing where he was going. Why? Because he wanted the blessing of God. You ain't going to help me. I might as well roll up my sleeves and help myself. I'm looking at a group here today that I'm trying to discern whether or not we want the blessing of God. How bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough that you want to bless others? 
Do you want, amen, to be a great people? Come on, somebody. Do you want God to bless you so you can bless somebody else? Do you want God to make your name great and be a blessing? Do you? Do you know how God blessed Abraham, a man that didn't even have children, amen? The Bible said God changed his name from Abram, which meant exalted father, to Abraham, which meant the father of nations. I'm preaching way better than you're responding. But I've left the starting gate now. It's too late to turn around. Hallelujah, saints of God. If you want to be a blessing, there's one element that you have to apply. What is it, Brother Tedrick? The element of obedience. Would Abraham have got what God gave him if he'd have stayed home? If he would have never left Brother Michael Ur of the Chaldees, would God have blessed Abraham? No, Brother Jason, because obedience is the key. Obedience is the element to receiving what God has promised. Are you serious? You might say, how am I going to be blessed? On what condition? On the condition of obedience. Long before Christianity was introduced to the world, many people think that the plan of salvation lied dormant and non-existent. But was that true? No, that wasn't true. How do I know that wasn't true? Because in Genesis, the Bible book of beginnings, the Bible made this declaration that Abram trusted God. And the Bible says it was accounted unto him for the sake of righteousness. So were people in right standing with God before Jesus? Absolutely. Y'all looking at me like, I, I don't know. Come on, y'all. I'm, I'm not trying to shock you. Or stun you by any means. I just want you to know that, amen, because of individuals' faith in God, they were, they were declared righteous in the sight of God even before Jesus was ever introduced on the planet. Okay? And the Bible said Abraham believed God. It was accounted or accredited to his account for the sake of righteousness. And you don't believe God made the man's name great? His name was Abram, which meant exalted father. Some of us would have been doing, we'd have been jumping through hoops for that, doing backflips. But what about a man with no children that God said, I'm going to change your name to the father of nations? Man, I felt that in my spirit. Hallelujah. What about that? Did God do what he said? Did the Lord not take Abram out on a starry night and said, when you can count those things up there lighting up the sky, you'll be able to count your descendants. Brother Anthony, could you have faith to believe God for that? Come on, saints of God. This is the blessing of the Lord. And you think God want to bless you just so you can hoard all that blessing for yourself? God wants to bless us so we will bless others. Why we always got to think about money when we think about blessing? I've been blessed when I had nothing. Because I was still living, still breathing, had a roof over my head, shoes on my bare feet. Hello, somebody. Had food in the cupboard, still blessed. Anybody here still blessed? Y'all need to act like it. Come on, saints of God. Amen. Anybody here still blessed? Praise the Lord. Is that just for you or so you can bless somebody else? It's so we can bless others. Oh, my God. You'd be like, Pastor, I don't know if I'm going to be on board with this series or not. We'll miss your blessing. I'm not going to miss my blessing. Abraham would have missed his blessing if he'd have stayed on that couch in Ur of the Chaldees. He would have missed, glory to God, of what God would do in his life, make him a great nation, cause other nations to be blessed because of him. If he would have sat home with his arms folded and his legs crossed, amen, like a lot of us do today. I might as well preach if it hair lips the devil. Amen. 
Truth of the matter is, God hadn't blessed us just so we could be blessed. He's blessed us so we could bless other people. Some of y'all done praised out. Now I'm looking at you. Y'all done war slam out. Preacher, you got us on the second song in praise. I'm done. I quit praying, God. I quit praying a long time ago for what I want. I quit praying like that. Because how many, how many of you know your wants are get you in trouble? How many know God will elevate you so high? Come on, if God gave you all you wanted, God get you so high, even he couldn't tell you nothing. Come on, somebody. Bless you with the finest cars, the nicest homes, the greatest wardrobe. Hello, somebody. And then even God couldn't get a word in edgewise. How many of you know that's trouble? But here's how I started praying, Sister Espy. Lord, it ain't what I want, God, but here's my heart's desire. Lord, what I want is what you want for me. Hallelujah. Have I got any on my wagon today? God, I don't want what I want. Amen. I want what you want for me. I want your will. I want your intent. I want your desire to be fulfilled in my life. Lord, don't give me what I want. What I want could distance me from you. What I want, Lord, what I have desires for could separate me from you. So, God, I want to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Because you've blessed me. Amen. I want to be a blessing because you've blessed me. All Abraham had to do was follow God's instruction. You say, well, Pastor, where do we mess up? Hold your horses. You know it's coming. Where do we mess up? Well, we get to this security piece. You know, when we ain't got nothing, we totally depended on the Lord. Y'all know how we are. We ain't got nothing. We start making God all kind of promises. And Lord, Lord, if you bless me, I, God, I'm do, God's blessed you and some of us still ain't doing it. I'm just going to keep it real now. You know, like when your baby gets sick and you start praying. You know what I mean? You, you start telling the Lord, Brother Khan, Lord, if you just touch my baby, God, I, Lord, if you heal my child, I'm going to. God know how to get to your heart, don't he? And we start making God all kinds of promises. And then we get secure in our current status and or position. And we forget all them things we done promised God. You say, Pastor, I don't quite get what. Stick with me then. Stick with me. You see, as a matter of fact, the blessing that you're currently enjoying is a gift from God. Brother Con, not too long ago, you thought you're going to have to leave this state, didn't you, brother? <coughs> Sister Cole said, Preacher, I need you to pray. I ain't, ain't want to go to no Texas. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. I said, Honey. That boy knows the voice of the Lord. And I got full confidence that he won't listen to none other than what God says. I'm trying to be a blessing, y'all. I'm just trying to be a blessing. And listen, many of us miss God's plan because we feel secure. What does secure mean? It means stable. What does secure mean? It means fixed. Yeah, comfortable. Would this be a good word? Safe. I feel safe 
in my current condition. What if God's got more? I said, what if God's got more? And believe me, he does. You can't even process the blessing that God has reserved for you and for me and for us if we are obedient. Oh, my somebody. Listen, when this happens, when we got our little security blanket, we get real comfortable. Am I right, Brother Hunt? We get real comfortable. And how many of you know when you get real comfortable, it's hard to move you? The phone will ring, and you'll see who's calling. And you'll be like, mm-mm. I ain't, uh-uh. I ain't feeling, mm, Lord, let that sizzle in your spirit right there. I ain't feeling this conversation right now. Come on, some of us even got that thing where to pop up on the TV. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, right, I'm standing right here in front of God. If I don't know your number by heart and your name don't pop up, I don't answer that call. Shalom. I'm just saying. How many of you know even Jesus withdrew himself to rest sometime? Y'all ain't going to have to preach a preach. Now, don't worry. I'm big boy. I can help myself. Mama, don't fix my plate. Hallelujah. I can still fix my own. Praise God. Abraham left his family and his friends to journey to some unknown location all because he wanted the blessing of God. Abraham wasn't comfortable. Abraham didn't have this sense of security. As a matter of fact, he was a nobody until God spoke to him. And in faithful obedience, he did what God said do. Did the Lord tell Abraham he'll make his name great? Now listen, you got the piece about Abram to Abraham. But did you get this great? Did you get this? This is great right here. Did you get this? He was called the friend of God. One of my favorite groups, Phillips, Craig, and Dean. I am a friend of God. Boy, I mean, I mean, what does that do to you? To know that God calls you friend. How did that happen, Brother Ernie? See y'all. Don't want to be you. Got to move on. God's got something reserved for me. Here's your family. Boy, I don't even know God. Let God bless you. Let God bless you. Your own family get envious. I mean, come on, somebody. Let God bless you. Oh, that preacher down there, he got a Harley Davidson. Let God bless you. He got a new car. Let God bless He got a Mercedes Benz. You let God bless you and see don't people get envious. Matter of fact, downright jealous. They'll start spreading rumors about you. They'll say, that there ain't no way in the world that church can pay him like that. I wonder how much percentage of the offering he get. I'm just preaching. Praise the Lord, somebody. I'm just telling you God wants to bless you so you can bless. Oh, glory, I felt that. So you can bless others. <laughs> glory to God. 
Now, if you tight-fisted Sister Ann and God trying to tell you to bless somebody else, my God from heaven, you're going to miss the blessing. The Bible said don't let the one hand know what the other hand does. Is that what the Bible said? You want to be a blessing from God? Just do it anonymously. You know, don't leave $500 on somebody's doorstep with an envelope with your name on it. Be a blessing. Be a, pay somebody's light bill. Be a blessing. Get somebody's meal at the restaurant. Be a blessing. You ever had that done? Isn't that a blessing? I had a man just bless me out one morning at breakfast, and when I left, I told the waitress, I said, I'm going to take care of his bill as hateful as he is. Oh, I love Jesus, and he's old and lost. Hello, he said, I'm 84 years old and don't know the Lord. I said, my God, man, you need to be saved. He said, I do, but I just don't go for that new stuff. Okay, take your truck back and get you a mule and a wagon and come to church Sunday. God is good. He blessed me so I could bless others. He's blessed all of us. So we could bless others. If we're going to learn to give. What, what, listen. What, what other reason? If God just wants me to bless other people. Come on. There got to be more meat to this thing. What, what, what other, why, why else should I give? Why else should I give? In other words. There's got to be something more than just giving to bless others. How about building the kingdom? How about building the kingdom? Do you believe it's God's plan that we build the kingdom? I can't hear nobody. Let's build God's kingdom for his glory. I want to leave a heritage in this life. How about you? Is it important to you? Is it important that you would leave something for the next generation to build upon? I don't hear nobody. Y'all getting real quiet up in here now. You're getting real quiet up in here now. How many want to leave a heritage that others can build upon? How do we do that? By being a blessing. By giving to build the kingdom of God. God's made every one of us different. Y'all missed a good place to say thank the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm looking. Listen, I'm looking at some of you boys out there right now sitting inside of your wife and you ought to be thanking him every breath. I just said that to bring you back to speed. Some of us boys ought to be doing handstands and cartwheels. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, gl glory, God. I want to bless you. Hallelujah. Wonderful thing about God is he sees stuff in us we can't see. And he must have gave her that vision too. Hallelujah, somebody. You know, when we can't even see our own qualities, he can bless a woman to see stuff we got hid in us. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about a woman after his heart. I'm talking about a woman pursuing God that knows what they want. They can see things we can't see. Thank God for women. My mama was a woman. Hallelujah. I thank God for women. Y'all might as well hold, boys, y'all might as well hold your bootstraps right here now. Because if it weren't for women, we'd be in a mess. Amen. I need to hear some bass in your voice. Amen. 
it weren't for women, boys, we'd be in a mess. Yeah. Is that right, Brother Jason? If it weren't for women, God help us. We want to walk around and act like we got it all together and we got things going off according to plan. Whole nine yards. But if it weren't for that orderly woman in our life, ah, hallelujah. You can't eat a couple socks together yet. Sorry. I'm just trying. You mess up clothes on purpose so she won't ask you to do them again. I'm going to need you to do the laundry. You pour Clorox in a bottle of colored clothes. Uh-oh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You ain't doing no more clothes around here. You're around the corner. So yeah. <laughs> Preach, preacher. Blessed to be a blessing. How many blessed to be a blessing? Praise the Lord. It's all right to have fun, isn't it? minute we don't have no fun, we done took God out of it. The Bible, I mean, listen, God, the author of the book said laughter does a heart what? Laughter makes a heart merry. It's like what? Medicine. Medicine. Preach, pastor. Learning to give. What am I going to learn to give for? So I can just bless other people? No. I'm going to give so I can build the kingdom of God for his glory. That's why I'm going to give. We're all different. We're all different for a reason. Because we can bring our indifferences together and we form one great team. Amen, Brother Eric. Brother Eric said, you done let it out now. I heard you a moment ago, brother. You might not have thought, Pastor. I heard you. you done let, in other words, what he was saying is you done tore it up. You might as well fix it now. Thank God we're different. But we can all bring the uniqueness of our character and qualities and we comprise or make up the body of Christ. Anybody excited about that? I'm here to tell you right now, if it weren't for these women, we wouldn't have got nowhere near done with that landscaping project. Sister Lynn said, preacher, I ain't lying. I feel like, this is what she said, I feel like I done been to the gym and I exercise every muscle that a human being could have. That's what she said. She said, I, I'm trying to tell you. But let me put this plug in for her. She's a trooper. All you ladies that came out. I'm, listen, I got nothing but high praise for you. Because without you, we couldn't have succeeded. I praise the Lord. Not only did you help with the landscape project, you prepared breakfast. Well, you had help from Bojangles, but <laughs> I had to throw that in there now. But the Lord is so good, isn't he? Isn't God just awesome? Isn't God awesome how he can pull people from different walks of life, from different ethnic backgrounds? From I mean, listen, God is just so dynamite, man. I don't know why people don't want to serve him. He's so amazing. And he blesses us so we can bless others and we can build his kingdom. Well, if I build his kingdom, what credit am I? Well, that's just it. It's to none of our credit. It's for his glory. 
Amen? Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. Paul says, For as the body is one and has many members. Would you agree with that? Body's one, but it's got many members. Paul said, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. What is Paul saying? Paul is comparing the body of Christ, a.k.a. the church, the blood-bought, redeemed. Amen. Come on, y'all. I mean, oh, y'all ain't going to give me no holler back. Okay. All right. Okay. We're not the body of Christ. See, did that hurt? He's comparing the body of Christ to a human body. And what Paul says is, is that each part has a specific function. But it's necessary to the body as a whole. And although our parts differ in purpose, it's an absolute must if they are going to complete our body, they must do what? They must function together in purpose. Boy, that's good preaching. But Delton, work together. Let's say it together. Work together. You know why we were successful in our endeavor this weekend? Because nobody came together, you know, with this attitude of, I know more than you. Uh-oh. Nobody came together with, um, I'm just here because somebody's got to supervise. Nobody came together with this attitude that my knowledge exceeds yours. But we came together as a body of believers and said, this is our goal. And we shouldered the burden together to get it done. And did it get done? Well, till we ran out of material. Did it look good? Looks beautiful. Looks beautiful. And it's something that will be left here when many of us are gone. Praise the Lord. There'll be many of us that die and it'll still be here. What a blessing it is to sow into the advancement of God's kingdom to the effect that it has lasting impressions. Hallelujah. We differ in purpose. Our body parts differ in purpose. But to form the complete body, we have to work together. You see, many problems arise when we begin to think that our abilities are greater or more noticeable than others. Any of you remember what Brother Johnny Chase said when he came and ministered for us in revival? Brother Johnny Chase said, I have to tell you one thing right now. I have not sensed one attitude of preeminence among this body of believers since the time I walked into the doors. Anybody know what preeminence is? Preeminence is that thing that even disciples wanted to grasp. Yeah, preeminence, preeminence is uh, the disciples themselves even approached Jesus and said, Lord, which one of us is going to be the greatest? See, that's our problem. That's often our problem. We begin to feel that our abilities are superior to everyone else's. How many know that although you're valuable in the work of the kingdom, 
You're not irreplaceable. Hello? I said, how many of us know that although we are valuable in the work, the ministry, the advancing of God's kingdom, how many of us know that we're not irreplaceable? Now listen, we made to feel like that on our job sometimes. Sometime on our job, we begin to think it just ain't going to go right if we're not there. Hello? Sometimes we develop this attitude that if I'm not here, it's just not going to get done right. How many of you know God got somebody waiting in the wings? How many of you know God's got somebody already in training that'll take your place? And if you're not sharp because of their faithfulness to God and His service, all because of their humility, in the end, they will end up doing it better. Real quiet in here now. What we lack is, what we lack oftentimes, and I, please don't take this wrong, because I don't, I don't often like to use this word in a positive way, but oftentimes we lack pride in what we do. So don't take that wrong now, because I know the Bible says that pride is something that God detests. Pride, God, God hates. But I want to use it in a positive way and say that we need to make an investment in what we do. And if we make an investment in what we do, we will be honored to do it. And so we can replace that word pride with honor. A lot of us lack honor in what we do. They said to me, they said one time, said, Pastor, you're the best at it, ain't you? I said, no, but I just ain't seen nobody better. Records are made to be broken. Preach, preacher. I said, records are made to be broken. Y'all know I'm a stats guy, I love sports, the whole nine yards, but records are made to be broken. And it doesn't matter how good you are at your craft. With time, somebody has the potential to be better. That's good preaching. Now, in the early church, was there concerned over who was the better preacher, Paul or Apollos? Yes, there was. But did Paul make it clear? Paul made it clear. He made it clear that every good gift came from God. We're all different people, Brother Carlos. We all bring the uniqueness of our character and quality to the table. And it's God who chooses to use us in the manner He chooses. But when we can be trusted with a little, we can be trusted with a lot. That's good preaching. So when we begin to think that our abilities are greater or more noticeable than others, watch out. Musicians are coming. Watch out. You say, Pastor, why would you say that? Because that attitude does not glorify God. I'm talking about learning to give. When we begin to think that, it does not glorify God. Is there any room in the kingdom of God for preeminence? Is there any room in the kingdom of God for an attitude of I'm better than you? I can sing better than you. I can play better than you. Is there any place for that in the kingdom of God? No. But if God blessed you with a talent and or ability, God will make room for you to use it. That's my faith. 
I was not called to this office because I desired it, Brother Ted. It was one of the last things in the world I ever wanted was to be a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But God called me. And to fulfill my destiny and to have any peace whatsoever, I surrendered to the call of God. I am not sorry or neither will I make God sorry that he called me to this office. That's my commitment to God. We're charged with stewardship, are we? What does that mean? We're managing what God has entrusted to us. Does that just mean the preacher? Or does that mean every believer? That means every believer. Every believer, those gifts, talents, abilities, all the above that God has entrusted to us, Brother Gerald, we are charged with managing it until the Lord comes. We want to be a blessing. We got to bless others. And we got to build the kingdom of God so that He is glorified. Amen? Talents, tithes, time, and the list goes on. All these things are blessings to build the kingdom of God. Here's what Eric Motley said. Some of you said, I don't know Eric Motley. Well, let me introduce you to Eric Motley. Eric Motley is the Executive Vice President and Corporate Secretary of the Aspen Institute. Well, what did Eric say? Nothing belongs to us. We're only caretakers of what is. Is that true? That's not a trick question. Is that true? What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say in Psalm 24, 1, Brother Terry? The earth is the Lord's. You need to say it with some conviction, brother. Come on. So that means everything in it. Huh? Everything in it and all of us that live in it belong to God. So is the charge of stewardship a weighty charge? Well, with managing all of creation, I would say yes. But don't you feel honored? Brother Ernie, don't we feel honored today that God has charged us with stewarding everything on the earth and everybody who dwell in it? Man, that's remarkable that God would give we humans the charge of stewarding everything in all the earth. What a blessing. Can he trust us? I say, can God trust us? Stand with me all over this building. We're honoring God when we bless others and we build his kingdom by learning to give. Nothing belongs to us. We're only caretakers of what is. A well-known novelist and writer was Robert Louis Stevenson. 
Robert Louis Stevenson was famous for a lot of writings. One was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. One was Treasure Island. And here's what Robert Louis Stevenson said. I think he said it best. Brother Arbus, Robert Louis Stevenson said it like this. You can give without loving. But you can never love without giving. I believe that to be true today with all my heart. For the Bible talks about the giver who gives grudgingly. So it's a fact. You can give without loving. That's a knowner. But I promise you, there's no way under the stars that you can give without loving. Come on, somebody. You can never love without giving at all. Can I ask a favor of you today here at Harvest Church? Heads are bowed, eyes are closed all over this building. Can I ask you to make a commitment to God today from your heart? Can I ask you today to to promise God that you'll bless others and that you'll build His kingdom through your giving? Can I I ask you to honor God today by making that pledge? The Lord knows our hearts. The Bible said it's God that knows the man's heart. No man knows his own heart. But I want you to honor God by accepting that charge and that responsibility. And if you want to be blessed by saying with your whole heart, Lord, I commit to doing this for you. The altar of the Lord's open if anybody needs to come. Now listen. Now, the Spirit of God spoke to me just weeks ago and said, there's not going to be too much rejoicing. There's not going to be too much shouting, too much dancing, too much praising when you start preaching about giving. But I promise you that if you'll preach it, it'll impact somebody's heart. So I want to let you know today that I've emptied my heart in your presence today with what the Lord has said for me to do. And the order of God... It's open if you need to come. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed.